I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, MJ. Hi, Marie. And hi, listeners. Welcome to Dispatches from the Kardashian Simulacrum. Where we process our media theory takeaways and other hot takes from this week's Kardashian content. (laughs) Wow, you killed it. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we're going to start talking about American Horror Story first. um, Because we are two episodes. Well, by the time everyone's listening to this, the fourth episode will probably be out. But we're coming to you right now having watched... Well, I watched the fir- the next two episodes. So well, episode yeah, two and is, three. This is the gimmick. The gimmick is I'm in Europe still. I'm having a little Perry adventure, which has made it really hard to access the American Horror Story episodes because we're not using screeners and I don't know how to torrent things. So when we were in London, the polyester ladies knew how to do that. I don't know how to do anything. So Marie, the gimmick today is that Riri is going to tell me what matters, what what is Kim relevant to what she saw. And then that's kind of like fun because you're witnessing a Cliff Notes moment happen. Cliff For Notes. sure. I'm going to give a little <laughs> synopsis of the last two episodes and we're going to talk about it and then we'll get into the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, and then any other relevant Kardashian content of mm-hmm. the week, which, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, just bear with us since all these shows we're watching and all this content is on like such different timelines. And we record this usually a week earlier than da 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 da. Everything might be all mixed up, but we're all, we're ultimately always just talking about the themes. So it's all a big soup anyway. The Kardashians have collapsed space and time as we know it. That's what we talked about last episode. So, here we are just in the soup of all the imagery and content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the stew. Okay. And I guess worth noting too that since we were last on, the writer's strike has mm-hmm. finished um, from what I've consumed of it, which is very little. I hear that it's a good deal. Yeah, and they're getting most the of writers- what they wanted. Yeah, the writers are happy. So that's good. Um, Again, I mean, I've been looking at the credits. Well, I was only paying attention to the beginning credits of American Horror Story, but they still only name, what's her name? The one main writer as like the writer. Hallie Pfeiffer or something. Yeah, in the the front credits. So I don't know. I don't know if she was a part of that. I don't know. I honestly, you guys, I don't know anything, but um, I'm happy to hear that the writers got a fair deal. And hopefully that means the actors will be um, close behind with a fair deal. Yeah. Cause they're still striking. Yes. Okay. 
This podcast was recorded during the 2023 SAG-AFTRA strikes without the labor of the actors currently on strike. American Horror Story wouldn't exist. Mm -hmm. And with that, Michelle, I'll tell you all about the last two episodes I just watched. Give me the like true, true, true highlights because we've got like things to say about the Kardashians. But I think what will be interesting is the way you filter this through a Kim lens to me. You know what I mean? Yes, except for I am going to probably still give you like relevant context cliff notes. So there's like you can follow a narrative. No, 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 for sure. Go for it. Okay. Tell me. Episode two, episode two of American Horror Story starts out. Episode uh, two. <laughs> uh, yeah, right? <laughs> no, but Michelle, honestly, I think you should probably stop being so helpless and figure out how to watch it because there is some interesting stuff. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it starts off the fucking hubby. What's his name? I don't even know the husband's name, but the husband and Anna, the young actress who is our protagonist. They're Emma Roberts. talking to the, what? Emma Roberts. Yes. Well, yes. Emma Roberts um, is talking. They're talking to the detectives after that whole like weird witchy, like intrusion that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out like the hands that she looked down and were bloody, that was lipstick. It was all kind of like smoke and mirrors. However, like mm. there really was lipstick written on the mirror, but like it was like confusing. It was like a little bit true, a little bit not. Mm. There's also like lots of like believe women vibes coming mm-hmm. up in these these episodes. And I guess, I mean, I'm sure it'll be kind of a motif the whole time since she the whole thing is that she's like disoriented and doesn't know it's reality because the detectives are like, um, are you sure? Like, you know, I know you're on a lot of meds because of your fucking <laughs> pregnancy. Are you sure like, you know, this happened? And she was like, fuck you guys. Yeah, for sure it did. So then, okay, whatever. The detectives aren't helpful. She gets nominated for some award, and it's like, yay, so exciting. So this is where a big Kim scene happens. So she's in the meet, she's in a meeting with Kim. They're like, she's like, yes, bitch. Fucking yeah. Like they give Kim these weird, edgy lines at one point. <laughs> I it, later in the episode, she's like, I was gonna have a full-on murder suey. Um and <laughs> they also have they like Kardashify the dialogue. In the, yeah, like, and they it's also like vintage Kardashian vacation though, for sure. And they also like she says at one point she says that's Gorgina. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure the the girlies are saying Gorgina these days, and so <laughs> I wonder if that was just them trying to like vaginify Gorgina, or if it was like Kim Loki being a little bit of like an older millennial, right. like not understanding that that's how you say it. I don't even know like Hollywood at large, like Ryan Murphy too, because like someone has to catch it if they aren't <laughs> doing it on purpose. I believe that no one caught it though, because that's where Hollywood is disconnected like from the internet culture. And that's interesting. Also, Gorgina, like that sounds like something Courtney would say. Like Courtney was the one that like led the charge and early keeping up with the Kardashians on all the vagina talk that like scandalized people. So true. So much. Remember how it like in the first episode, she was like, suck my clit like on Mm -hmm. some call and then later on in the episode she's like i'm sopping wet like weird they give her so many weird like graphic vaginal lines Mm -hmm. and i guess like that's what like a hardened fucking girl boss feminist says you know like i don't know (laughs) um so kim shows like a very different because you know how she's like this supportive like yeah girl like type boss Mm -hmm. lady so far but she shows like a very different side of herself 
in this meeting. She's like, I know you had a scary thing happen to you, but it's time to get your shit together. And mm. like, she goes into like toxic girl boss mode. Mm. And she's like, get it together. Do you know how many dicks had to get sucked for this nomination? Oh, I saw this clip online. People were yeah. like sharing this one for some reason. So then she like goes into a whole like diatribe. Um, and she's like, for the next however many months, you are not an actor. You are an athlete and your sport is campaigning for an Oscar. And then she's like, because otherwise, what's the point of literally any of this or something like that? I'm so are they positioning Kim to potentially have been a former friend who will become the scary witch foe or as a suspect to be that figure because she's motivated for Emma Roberts to not become, to not get pregnant so that Emma Roberts can actualize as the star that Kim's making her into, you know, that's that up in the air. They definitely have wasted no time alluding to the fact that there might be some like, uh, mal, mm-hmm. what's, intent. what am I trying to say? Malintent. Yes. Yeah. Malevolent. There's definitely like wasting, cause then after she's like, get your shit together, girl. She like gives her these like weird fucking witchy looking vials. And then it's just like, <laughs> it's, it's B12. Take it. <laughs> and Emma Roberts just does. And she goes, are you sure these are okay for me for the pregnancy? And she's like, and then she goes, would I ever hurt you? Right, and then Emma okay. Roberts is like, you're right, girl. <laughs> and then just like takes it. Well, you know, I'm like satisfied by that in the sense that like this was only going to work if Kim's – if we were seeing real resonance between Kim and the effect she has on young women uh, in real life and then the character she's playing. Like if she was going to just be this like safe yes. cameo, that would have been so annoying. So I'm kind of glad they're giving her this like weird dystopian edge. I think you would eat it right up. I really need mm-hmm. you to watch the show. <laughs> I need you to watch the show that we're doing the podcast on um, because it's they do give us a lot in that regard. And I, mm-hmm. it, it begs the question, like, what is this doing for Kim? Is right. it acting out this, like, malevolent narrative that so much of the public perception gives her? And it, is she doing a thing where she's absorbing it all and getting bigger from it? Or is it manifesting? It, do they not care the about the malevolent like undertones are they just manifesting what they want Kim to be and be seen as or like what is this for her I still like that's still a question mark for me but ultimately like no matter what happens in the show it's so close yet far enough that she can just be like oh it was acting and by the way here's my new role that I'm gonna go do you know what I mean no for sure and I can answer some of that for you I think they always it's the same way that they're five steps ahead so like Kim is now, as per the last episode at Harvard, explaining why she does exactly what she does. And and it's actually very transparent about her strategy to a point that's suspicious. Like, is that really the strategy? Is that really what's working? Like that you're baiting us with bikini pictures to then talk about your legal cases? But yes, that's exactly the recipe for why the Kardashians have impact on social media and are bigger than most other public figures in this way. In like 2008 or something, she had a cameo in disaster movie where a boulder falls on her (laughs) and Mm -hmm. the wink in that moment was that everyone wanted to see kim kardashian die so they had her die and she like opted for that cameo she later said she regretted doing that cameo and i would too but the fact of the matter is they've always done this they will literally make like materialize the forces that people are trying to comprehend of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, you want the answer? You want to know why we're so big? Or you want to know what's going on behind the scenes and how we've strategized? Here it is. And then it's like a mind fuck. And they only get bigger because they're so shameless. I mean, that's the nature of standing in the truth of the sex tape 
well, not the truth of its mythology of, of the leak or not leak, but standing in the fact that she was a woman who did a sex tape and the whole world has seen her vagina, her Jarnina or whatever she said. Her Gorgina. <laughs> right. Um, that she's, they stand in it and whatever the like disdain is, whatever the suspicious, the suspicion is, whatever it is, they'll be like, here it is. You know what I mean? So this sure. character that she's playing is that revelation of what everyone has, how we've all been seeing her anyway. And she's like, yeah, I'll own that too. I'll colonize that. Sure. You know, dude, they have Anna, the actress, like doing a lot of the kind of PR moves that Kim has done. So mm. we'll get into that. And then, okay, yay, she gets pregnant. This is what gets interesting. Then it's back to Kim and Emma Roberts, Shaban and Anna, mm-hmm. and they're getting her dressed for this award show. Kim like takes this dress off the rack and Emma Roberts' character is like, oh my God, that looks just like the dress that Madonna wore at the 1991, like some award show. I don't know Mm. if that's actually even true or based on anything. Mm. And then Kim goes, it's cause it is girl. Mm. They have her wearing this original Madonna dress in the show for the awards show that Emma Roberts is going to go to. Yeah, that is very interesting. I mean, that's very, like, I feel like I've been doing so much research in like old Hollywood too. And these kinds of like referential things are so in the texture of like, like classic good cinema, you know, like Mm -hmm. Sunset Boulevard was so referential in Citizen Kane to like, to like the, like the hearse. And, and, and so it's like in real time and with a short, just like you were talking about in the last episode, a shorter turnaround they're referencing themselves and creating like texture of their mythologies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. They're like fictionalizing and they continue to fictionalize these PR moves that Kim has made in her actual career. And because American Horror Story is like, is considered an iconic show that has left a mark in media. It's going to be like a cultural document in its own right, whether I like that or not, I can accept those things. Um, that stamps it because this is part of that anthology series. This is the Kim Kardashian season of American Horror Story. And I'll just say, like, I don't think she's going to end up being the bad guy. I, this is so safe because Kim will get to have her scary witchy aesthetic moment where the, maybe Emma Roberts starts to really think it's her, but maybe it won't ultimately be her. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, it's like proximity to the villain, but she won't actually be the villain. Interesting. Okay, that'll be mm-hmm. interesting to see if that comes true. And, um, yeah, another thing I want to just mention with the dress moment is she's like, oh my God, like, do I need to like pray before I put it on? Mm-hmm. And then Kim Kardashian goes, no, just do not rip it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And that was just such an allusion to the whole Matt Gala thing. That was like the right. big thing of the Maryland dress. It echoes like the whole mantra through that episode on the show. And then obviously in the public discourse, which is also, you know, what's interesting. I don't think this was a conscious thing on the part of the writer per se, but the winking at the audience is very Barbie movie. That's like what Barbie movie was. It was all these winks about about the audience's understanding of like Mattel and the discourse surrounding Mattel. Mm, yeah. You know? Yeah. That was just, yeah. Textural, like you mm-hmm. said, very textural. Mm-hmm. So then we go to the award show. She's on the red carpet and then she gets kind of eclipsed by a younger actress. So that kind of starts to be like a theme too of like Mm -hmm. her like aging out. Even though Emma Roberts is perpetually like 17 to me. No, for sure. She's like, (laughs) I mean, she's so perfect for American Horror Story. The acting does not need to be top tier. Right. So she wins the award and she goes up there and she starts seeing weird shit in the audience. She starts seeing like the lady she maybe just killed like 
mm. clapping. She start, she sees her husband like making out with Sonia, the artist, and then his dead wife. Mm. And then she's like freaking out. And then she starts puking. Oh my God. Um, she, she starts puking like a weird black paste. Oh my God. So then cuts to the next day. Siobhan is like helping her in bed. Siobhan Kim Kardashian and Roberts is like oh my god what the fuck happened she sees her phone blowing up as the internet's going crazy about her like puking on stage then of course Kim goes there's no such thing as bad press okay Mm. oh it's also as far as Kim goes they're going hard on like feminism with Kim in Mm. her character the director's sitting with them at the award show and he says some shit about her Anna's physical appearance she clap has some like feminist clap back to that of like why are you only focusing on her appearance, not her accomplishments? And mm. that's interesting to me too, because Kim in her public persona in real life is so neutral with that kind of stuff. She enacts like definitely a certain brand of feminism, but mm-hmm. she never like talks about it like that. No, she and dodged it. Someone once was like, are you a feminist? And she was like, I don't like labels. So that was interesting to me too. Okay. Kim's character is all about the pregnancy, by the way. I wasn't sure how she would feel. Because, like, mm-hmm. since, like, she wants to campaign – like, she wants Anna to be campaigning so hard for an Oscar. Like, I wasn't sure if she'd be, like, down for it. But she's all down for it, especially because we can't forget Siobhan, Kim's character, also went through IVF and had a miscarriage. But that's, like, where there's, like, foundation for, like, or does she really support it? You know? Like, then it's like, exactly. more shocking if, like, she doesn't or maybe she's, like, mad that Emma Roberts is – yeah, Okay. Interesting. No, exactly. So they go to the uh, the rich lesbians like country house, and no, they have representation. I know. And then she starts bleeding, and so then she goes to the hospital, and then this is where Kara fucking what what's her last name? Delavine. Yeah, Kara Delavine makes her big cameo. She's actually a very good actor. Really? Wow. Okay. I thought. I think. I thought she had impact. Um, wow. and she's like this nurse. Well, oh, Cara Delevingne has been making these little appearances as like a weird, like, like witchy, yeah. yeah, that we like see Emma Roberts see sometimes. Actually, in the beginning of this episode, she saw her and then she looked away and then when she looked back, it was like a baby wearing the same thing. <laughs> um, so you knew I loved that. Um, we like will enjoy a baby as a punchline any day of the week. <laughs> any day. And have you noticed in the theme song, there's like a little shot of a baby with like really long nails and it's so funny. It's like you can't expect anyone to take that seriously. Um <laughs> I want to be a line on that conversation of like, we'll put long nails on the baby. So basically, she, Kara, she gives her an ultrasound. And when mm. the ultrasound is done, the stick is really bloody. And then, mm. and then she proceeds to like bleed a lot and clearly is miscarrying. Mm. So then when she wakes up from that, she's with a doctor and another nurse. And she's like, well, you know what? Ha- he, they're like, sorry, you miscarried. That sucks. And then she's like, well, what happened at the ultrasound? And they were like, what ultrasound? And she was mm. like, this nurse named Ivy gave me an ultrasound. And that's when I started bleeding. And they were like, a nurse named Ivy doesn't work here. Dun, dun, dun. That's scary. Wow. I'm like creeped out hearing this. So that's the second episode. The next episode, we get introduced to like the manager of the house, I think it is. And it's the actress from Pose, Michaela J. Rodriguez. I know there was a transphobic moment in a previous season with Emma Roberts. So I'm glad mm. she's getting her screen time, but that's also an interesting um, mm-hmm. choice. 
for a scene partner, given mm-hmm. Emma Roberts's uh, history with that. So she's like the house manager. There's also some like maternity stuff with her. Like she's a single mom and just had a baby. I We're supposed to think she's kind of sus. She's really nice at first, but then there's a few sus moments with her. Then Siobhan comes over. This is another Kardashian wink because she's like, oh my God, girl, you need some real food. And it cuts to Kim cutting a cucumber. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Yes. So shameless. Yeah. At a certain point. I mean, this would only be the only show where they can get away with being like, I like unrolling the red carpet for Kim as a player in the story, you know, like, yes, like only a campy show could write things like that in and like really cheapen the show, you know, for sure. <laughs> like, it's interesting. It's interesting for a postmodern viewer of the show. But in terms of what it does to the quality of a narrative, like it, it makes it very crass. They definitely like want it to be more of like an internet property because they're making some salad. And then Emma Roberts is like, oh, this is so good. And she was like, oh, yeah, it's the green goddess dressing that went viral on TikTok. Mm -hmm. It's very like internet adjacent Mm -hmm. or like trying to be like really trying to be. It's like very like clunky. You know what I mean? But that's what Hollywood's increasingly in the position to do, which is what makes it so interesting that this season of the show is what was timed around the strikes. You know, the fact that like this is a very like internet conscious season and it's a Kim Kardashian season. It's actually so perfect that it happened during this like huge new wave in Hollywood of like Hollywood increasingly becoming desperate to like keep Absolutely. Up. For yeah. sure. So they go on a walk on the beach. Kim's character tells Emma Roberts' character, I booked you Vogue. Mm. Which is like another, that was a big marker in Kim's own career. I think what we, I think this would be adequately summarized by the past few. I mean, I'm, in, I'm actually fascinated and I will have to find a way to torrent this, but I think it would be best summarized by like every cameo, every scene that Kim has been in has been referential to her branding somehow. And it's interesting that it sounds like Kim is a pretty strong presence. It's, it wasn't just like a little flimsy cameo. Yes. No, she's like... Yeah, yeah. she's like a forerunner of a potential suspect for some of this weirdness. Very interesting. We'll see where it goes. Yes. All right. So the Kardashians. Um, Okay, let's get into it. Yet more fluff. The gist, would I would say, is... These are my main takeaways. We'll keep it quick. They are doing a will-they-won't-they thing with Scott and Chloe. That's fucking crazy. They are doing more Sky Partners stuff, more Sky Partners groundwork, which I would like to say I predicted, everybody. I knew that this would be the season where they start unrolling that. Um, yes, you totally. Your predictions have always been right so far. Thank you very much. I, I, it kind of like freaks me out how attuned I am to like their cycles. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Their timelines. More Tristan propaganda. And, oh my god, literally. And then Kim goes to Milan. And actually the Milan thing was so boring, yet she goes to Milan to like revisit Dolce & Gabbana, who we have seen so much of in the past few seasons. Like more than Demna <laughs> with Balenciaga, which was a much more effective... Well, we can debate that, which one was more effective, Balenciaga or Dolce & Gabbana for like this like integrated like marketing thing that they're doing with these fashion designers. But but nevertheless, like we're seeing so much of fucking Dol- I think it was Dolce, right, with the glasses. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't know who's who. I don't even. I never know what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, she goes to Milan, and there was an interesting like emphasis on Kim's loneliness and like wish to be with her sisters in Milan during that part of the little storyline. Um, and the Scott and Chloe, Scott's back hurts, and Chloe's helping him, kind of thing. Oh yeah, this like mysterious Doctor Pat. Yeah, which was just basically an ad for Dr. Pat, who's like a chiropractor. Or maybe he's a doctor. I don't want to like take that away from someone, but I think Dr. Pat. I mean, it's very like old school Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to like a weird strip mall medical center. Yes. That is a paying advertiser of the show. Mm-hmm. And you're having like a kooky storyline associated with it. And that's just the placement. Yes, exactly. Wait, there's a Dr. Pat that was um Sentenced to 30 months in prison for being a shitty chiropractor to NBA players. Like, watch the. There's no way it would be that, Dr. Pat. Let me see. That would be crazy. I know. Is it Dr. Pat? Wait. Wait. What? Is it? And they're like, they're like helping, they're on his like getting back into business campaign. I'm confused. I hang on. Uh, you know what if you, Kim? He was one of the people that Kim bravely right. got out of prison. I'm literally pulling up the screeners again because I just need to confirm this. Google, you do it too. Google Doctor Pat chiropractor and tell me if the man you see in the pictures is the same as Doctor Pat that we met on this episode. Doctor wow. Pat, this episode just took a turn. And I'm Google imaging. Yes, it's Google Dr. Patrick Kaziran. Maybe he's um, Armenian. K-H-A-Z-I. Is that the same Dr. Pat? Yes! That's literally the same Dr. Pat! (laughs) What? It is. It's the same Dr. Pat. (laughs) He was sentenced to two and a half years for a scheme where NBA players would say that they receive medical... Wait, wait, wait. Okay. An Encino chiropractor has been sentenced to two and a half years behind bars for his role in a multi-million dollar scheme involving former NBA players to, to defraud the basketball league's health plan. He was ordered to pay over a million dollars in restitution. Um, 
he would collude with NBA players by providing false documentation showing that the pro ex pro players received certain medical services when those services were not provided. So he like went to jail and had to pay over a million dollars. He went to federal prison. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. So Kardashian. Do, are they waiting for us to find to figure it out is this meant to be a tiktok thing what the fuck i don't know but like, like you hear heard it here first <laughs> yeah you did wow wait and what is the what was the scheme like it so insurance money or something it was like a fraud thing because oh maybe it was insurance no i bet it was like nba players that had to make some kind of regulation you know what okay. i mean so there's probably like they have to prove they like did something Guilty to he pled guilty to conspiracy to commit healthcare fraud. There's an LA Times investigation how an Encino chiropractor helped defraud the NBA. Wow, um, I'm so glad we caught all of this on tape. Just this discovery process. <laughs> I mean, I'll just rattle off what stood out to me. Tell me what you think. Sky Partners, Kim is doing her like legitimacy campaign. She's like, and for Kim doing a legitimacy campaign, it's really just being Kim being put in front of like old wealthy men and seeing that they and, and showing everyone that they approve of her now. Right. You know, so she was totally. had some meeting with some business people and it's like, oh, they approve of her now. It's so funny seeing them in the same room. And it's so funny the way these like men handle talk it. to her and look at her i like sent michelle a screenshot while i was watching of like look at these fucking businessmen just like <laughs> talking to kim kardashian well and it's funny because like in a different era like they would be reluctantly accepting her while still lusting after her and now it, it, she is too powerful so there's a kind of interesting submission to her in yes. this way while still lusting after her yes um, no that's why it's like fascinating you're definitely seeing them in a different context yeah totally Totally, totally. Like, um, they know they have to, like, they don't, they might not fully get it yet, but they know they have to, like, defer to her. Yes, they know it now. And there's cameras on them, which is basically equivalent to a gun. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. And then I'll just say this quick analysis for you guys. So just right when, like, it feels like they're being actually quite real. There's something that Kim said that felt very, like, real. What was it? She was explaining in an interview in a confessional, like, you guys, like, the business side of things is what I'm mostly doing, but it's boring, so we don't include it a lot. But this is an example of that. And it's some business event where she's talking about her work. And I thought, you know what? That's probably true, actually. But then they go on to make a scene where her latex pants rip and her entire ass is out, which, by the way, reminds everyone that the BBL is not, you know, removed or shrunken. And they have to tape her pants back on. And they had, there's been outfit malfunctions in past seasons, you know, like we've watched things get taped to Kim many times, but the Marilyn right. Monroe dress, you know, people all yes. around her fixing the, the thing on her. Another recycled narrative. I mean, I don't doubt yes. it actually happened, but it is like, why didn't you have another outfit? Like you're Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Literally. And it's always with latex. <laughs> no, totally. And it's like this whole thing of like, she was too big to be contained actually in a way. And then she has to go to talk about Sky Partners with a blazer covering her exposed ass. And basically the spectacle of it, this attaching sexuality, the semiotic of Kim's ass which really carried her to where she is. There was a discussion of Chloe's ass towards the end of the episode too, saying everyone loves Chloe's booty. And it's like, well, I don't wouldn't say everyone loves it. There's just constant discourse around it. But sure. um, but the ass plus the business event creates this like tension 
that makes you remember sky partners. You know, that's the mm-hmm. point is it's, 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 and it's literally the strategy that she outlined in the previous episode when she said she uses bikini pictures to pull people to her grid to then notice that she's trying to be a lawyer. It's the same thing. My ass at Perfectly. the business thing. Um, so I think that's really important to notice. That's the kind of stuff about the Kardashian content that really interests me. And she also echoes the sentiment she was expressing with the bikini picture. Like I remember her, the reason she like wore her latex, she said to the sky partners is because she wanted to be quote unquote her still. Mm-hmm. And that was like what she said with the bikini pic. Like, I just want to be authentic. But then I didn't know if it would fly in the White House. But like, that's her like catch all for what this very complex, like feminized business mm-hmm. media strategy really is. Mm-hmm. Totally. It sounds like what you're saying is to be authentic and putting media content out. Also, as a woman, it kind of has to be sexualized or feminized and personalized to then grab people to take the other stuff seriously or be interested at all in the other stuff. And that is also sort of what's going on with how she framed her role at Sky Partners. She said something about how she wants to meet with potential founders and potential investments for the firm personally to decide whether to invest. She's just, she's kind of painting a picture of I'm Kim Kardashian and I'm, I'm taking meetings with people with ideas because I want to really understand their ideas and maybe I'll like grant them my investment. That is mm-hmm. very similar to this cycle of power and visibility that her criminal justice reform work also grants her because it's become this thing of Kim tweeting at Kim, look at this case, my cousin, this happened, like help him. You know, mm-hmm. or or there's viral surges of like this uh, terrible injustice we see, and then it's let's get Kim Kardashian on it. So there's this interesting parasocial thing that gets formed with these particular endeavors because there's also this thing of like Kim, I have an idea, I'll pitch to Sky Partners. It's a similar thing. Yeah, and it's very again the theme of this episode is you knowing everything. Thank you. Very um, much. It's very superwoman. It's very like mm-hmm. superhero. Like, and what I'm alluding to is your New Yorker piece where you compare um, Kim Kardashian to The Incredibles um, and to like Thank superhero you, narratives because it's very like you know in super it's like very like you know in Batman it's like you put the light on the mm-hmm. fucking building and that's how he knows he should he's got to go save something it's like yes. very like summoning the superhero to come save the day exactly I'm so appreciative you brought that up because one of my greatest regrets in my New Yorker piece is like somehow fucking failing to mention that when that was like one of the main inspirations for like really in, like investing in that whole comparison. So thank you. And yeah, right. totally. That's the dynamic that Kim is kind of nurturing with both of these endeavors. They they still connect her to the the public at large. And that's the name of the game. Anything else? Uh, Kim and Milan talking about how she's doing this business trip alone, but she wishes, wishes her sisters were around. And, um, you know, she and Courtney bridge some connection because Courtney sends a text with a picture of their dad and there's this idea of like and this is true they even say like oh you know how it is with sisters like you could be really really mad but then someone just sends a funny text or something special and then you're better and I mean that is true to the you know capital S capital F sister fight no it is true it is kind of like an underwhelming end if it's just gonna be like (laughs) Courtney sent me a few texts in Milan and now we're fine and it's like (laughs) oh you literally spent an entire season capitalizing on this fight and this is how you're gonna fucking end it and you make it seem like it's gonna like continue into the next season and now it's just like oh no we're good don't worry 
I mean, I think it really is like these, like, it's like these traumas, these things are so latent and then they get awakened and then they go away again. And it's such a relief when they go away again, I think, you know, and the goal is obviously to eradicate, but like, that's where it's just another thing with sisters, I think. So yeah, it's like reflective of a real thing. Was it true? Was she lonely in Milan without her sisters? What do you think? I don't know. Or was it just stakes? Was it stakes? Because otherwise it would be boring to like, okay, we're seeing like Domenico Dolce again, like because he's like a literal like supporting character now you know i mean that's like where it always gets into like we'll never know what's inside their actual brain Um, right but they give you just enough real dynamics to make you think you are but then right Mm -hmm. when you think you are you actually aren't like i was actually it was really striking me in this episode not for any particular reason just all the shit we always see of like how much of their actual lives we like truly don't know like they could be completely different you know like they're shooting a show they show us the show and then they have so much life in between all of that you know well that's the big question i've had that exact revelation before too of like there this could be an entire snow globe that they live outside of or totally inside of and then we're all outside of it the thing about chloe and the whale fear is such a way to create distance from the public. She's going to give us this weird performative, I'm scared of whales, and all the attention goes to that, and then they can live. And who knows what the fuck she's really, really afraid of, you know? But then at the same time, or have they turned themselves inside out completely, and this is as real as it gets, it's just edited in a certain way, you know? Or does the editing ultimately shape how they experience it and live it anyway, you know? No, totally. That You just, like, spelled it all out. That's, like, those are all the fundamental questions that's what keeps us watching that's why we watch you know i think that's why certainly the kardashian colloquium view like followers watch like it's this captivation with that weirdness yes that liminal space as we always say i think them including tristan more and then what you said the last time we recorded about how like they could very well be just like scaffolding Mm -hmm. this tristan story so that there's like a reality of them being together that is not being shown exactly yeah and that like geeked me out. It's just like, oh yeah, like this is a story we're being told mm-hmm. and it's being corroborated by like a little scene here, a little thing here, a little da, da. Like, Now we know Tristan is only living with Chloe because mm-hmm. da 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 and then he's moving out. And it's like, oh my God, the reality could literally just be something entirely different. Totally. Totally. When you, there's, there's gotta be like, a, there's like a visit, there's like a developed metaphor we can use for this. Like, I guess it's the idea of a set. It's like misdirection. It's like literally creating like an alternate universe that someone can live in while something else is happening i don't know there's right. gotta be a word for that I, these are the things i'm supposed to know okay final takeaways the the emphasis put on kim's success with the dolce and gabbana deal and just saying it's so cool to know that people really like it i mean when kim says that people really liked what she did with dolce and gabbana which was never entirely co- coherent to me ever along the whole way like she picked the outfits and then they showed them on the <laughs> runway and then courtney was mad at I think that's actually something that fashion people might understand better. I'm also curious about the data on who's buying these expensive luxury items and these looks, you know, like how, how, how big and how successful can it really be? But that's where I don't understand luxury fashion and the business of it at all. And also, did they try to like fabricate a moment? I was so confused Mm -hmm. even by all the events she was going to in this little Milan trip. Like she was driving into a place and then was like, Oh, that's one of the pieces. And it was like somebody out on the street 
but it was mm-hmm. like a model walking as if she was on a runway. Right. And I wasn't, was it a model walking into like the event she was about to go to? Or was it literally them trying to fabricate a moment? Like she was literally seeing somebody on the street wearing her shit. I took it as um, a fashion thing. Like, like now people are running around that era of fa- that season of fashion week wearing existing looks. Ah. Uh. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I found it all. That's where I don't know how the seasons work and like what the norms are. But for Kim, this was some kind of like coup in the fashion world. Oh, and another point in this episode, she also said in the same thing when she mentioned earlier, when she said, you know, you guys would be bored by my day to day. It's mostly business. She actually explicitly said the fashion's fun. We share all of that. The, my favorite thing is being an entrepreneur. And didn't I fucking say that shit last episode or maybe the yes, one before? Did. I'm like, that's Kim's sweet spot. I, Though that's where it's like crazy resonance, but that is her sweet spot. That's what she's going to start to like transition into doing more, but then the other stuff. Yeah. That's why Gen Z thinks you get paid by them because it's like, you just, you can't help that you're just very accurate. I can't help that I'm so good. No, that's, I mean, and sometimes I'm like, I like, sorry that I'm good at what I do, you know? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um. Oh, wait, let's also finally touch on. The fact that they actually, full circle to Dr. Pat, are trying to do a will they, won't they with Chloe and Scott. Do you want to like quick give a backstory on what that was all about? And then we can explore why. Um, Well, no, (laughs) just like it was after the like Dr. Pat appointment. Scott basically is just like, I don't even remember what he said. He's like, we don't know where we'll be when we're 40 or like maybe when we're 40. Yeah. You and I, I don't know. Chloe doesn't give it the time of day, but it's all very like- They're putting it out there. And it was also like, it was a moment that was like weirdly- not the way they normally shoot. Like it's very, they're usually very fly in the wall and occasional fourth wall breaking when they're out and about filming. And this was like, they were in the parking lot, almost like a little debrief confessional about the appointment. It, it was like jarred me in the like film theory of it all. I was like, wait, why are we seeing a different like documentary uh, filmmaking technique right now? Mm-hmm. No, totally. And just with all the buildup of like, we don't know what's going to happen for Chloe. And Chloe is saying so many times, I, my thirties were terrible. I can't wait till I'm 40. I mean, they're planning something for Chloe at 40, (laughs) like whether it's going to like naturally happen in her life and then become a storyline, or there's going to be something with now it's life is better because 30 was bad for Chloe. 40 is going to be great. There's this setup for that. Yeah. And like the fact that they start that shit so early, they do, they do. They, they think forward like that. But then to kind of bring Scott in as like a voice and maybe it'll be me. He's joking around. and But that reflects internet discourse because people talk about it online, Scott and Chloe. Mm, That's why right. it happened. But it's also like so incesty. There's been some like incest. And, and there's a theorist named Amanda Shiner McLean, who I read part of this book, Keeping Up with the Kardashian Brand, years ago she deserves credit because she this is a very very old book of theory about the family and she said something about how early keeping up with the kardashians played a lot with like sexualized taboos and families Mm. the fact that like kylie was like playing with a stripper pole that was installed in the family's home this clash of like family and sexuality seems like they're bringing that back with the repackaging strategy because like just like the girls rolling all over each other in their bikinis for a photo shoot and yeah. then Scott and Chloe, which is essentially incest. And to push taboos like that on such a wide scale, on such a polished show, is wild. 
For sure wild. <laughs> but if you go to Pornhub right now and you look up <laughs> at the top 10 videos, those crazy. At least a majority of them, I can promise you, will be incest-based. And incest, I'm sorry, especially with porn, still fucking counts when it's like stepsister. It's like, <laughs> it's like you cushion it with step. Yeah, it's time. like, all right, we know what you're talking about. And I one time I went on a erotica website and I looked up the, their top 10 stories and they were almost all incest. Wow. So, no. you know, it's definitely, there's a market for it. Let me tell you. <laughs> Porn is its own, like there, it, it is the content of porn, the patterns of porn, the business of porn is its own like prism into understanding America and like human, the human condition. Absolutely. Oh my God. That makes me like want to look at what porn looks like in uh, other countries. Yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting that it's not been studied more and that this isn't more of like a public discourse around, like there should be a Kardashian colloquium for porn. And there was a kid I went to my MFA program with who said, if you want to understand America, study porn and WWE or professional wrestling, Damian McDuffie. I, I'm sure he doesn't remember me. I literally remember him because of him saying that. And I was like, damn. Yeah. So shout out to you, Damian McDuffie. That Hell really yeah. stuck with me. That's what it all comes down to. And lest we forget... The NPC of the well, Doctor Fucking Pat. No, for sure it's Doctor <laughs> Pat. That's what I had in my notes, and it's still Doctor Pat. Or do you cease to be an NPC when you've gone to federal prison <laughs> and then get like plucked by the Kardashians to get right. like campaigned back into like good business standing? Right. Like I don't know if you're an NPC if you've been like basically processed by the system in such a way. Okay, so Doctor Pat, you're no longer an NPC because you you, you were prison. disbarred. You've been disbarred, just like you were with your medical license. Just kidding. <laughs> Not, well, are there any NPCs in the American Horror Story? The baby? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Good. The baby, the baby that's with dressed the as Clara Delavine? <laughs> or is the one with the nails in the intro? I mean, maybe it's the same baby. <laughs> probably. Probably, that's an That's one edgy baby, I'll tell you that much. Okay, perfect. It's the baby. <laughs> it's the edgy baby that we see time and time again <laughs> in American Horror Story. Perfect. All right. On that note, if I don't see you, good evening, good afternoon, and good night, or whatever it is. I just have to say it, but I never get it right anyway. It really makes the impact a lot less, but sure. (laughs) There will be an arc through the season where you guys see me get better at it. How about that? That'll keep you watching. The hero's journey. Everyone loves it. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.